0: i
1: right, what's up? We are back in the break room after like...
0: i I don't know how long of a hiatus. Um, An extended hiatus. Extended hiatus. Okay, what's up? Facebook Live, Instagram Live, me, uh, Charles Third, my boy Evan Schumann, obviously, of course, episode 3.E, e, Nueve. Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. Tauntness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you you put the spot, though, but hey, yeah. Yep, we out here. <laughs> okay, so yeah, man, we back. Uh, sorry for the, you know, the... Call it delay. Do you call it? Just as I already said that. Like, like Little Wayne
1: said, I'm sorry for the wait. Yeah, man, we just been down and out for with life in general. So unfortunately, yeah, life has really just been been doing a number. But we are here. And we that, and all that matters. We're gonna get it back, right? Hey, We're in Evans' crib right now. Yes, we are. Yes, welcome to
0: Casa de la Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, man, we're all going to try to bring out all something, man. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for the loyal listeners we've been having. We've been catching y'all comments, catch y'all interacting with us on Twitter. Y'all still got us, like y'all always have, man. We are uh, just so thankful for our loyal listeners. So we really appreciate
1: it. And most definitely, shout out to everybody who be tuning in. To every episode and everyone who interacts with us, you know we we, we love it, and you know we'll we we'll continue to give y'all, you know, more content, you know, as we we get through it, and um, you know, the Super Bowl just happened, so that was that was yeah, real fun, yeah. you know. NFL season's finally come to a close, and for those who don't know, Charles officially did take the L in the Pickums for the season. So you love saying it. That. That's like
0: the third time we. T-
1: <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, that that, that that's all it is. It's I conceded,
0: I conceded to it. So um, I forgot what it ended up being, but I know. Yeah, there was, like, kind of no coming back. We picked up on the same games, and uh, for the, I needed to win, like, every playoff game. Yeah. Uh, or after the second round. Uh, after the first no, round. No, you, after yeah, wild, you like, had to win one of the wild card oh, yeah. yeah. And so I had to win everything, but then, like, uh, after that, we kind of picked the same game except for, like, two, and those were two I lost, which was the, was it, uh, you did, did you pick the Chiefs? Yeah. I think you picked the Chiefs and the other one was um the I cannot remember. Are you talking about for the NFC Championship
1: or who did I think was going to the Super Bowl. I don't know. We we didn't get that far. We didn't yeah. it well, no, far. we we talked about like after the wild card round that we wanted to uh that we kind of like made our predictions from there through the Super Bowl, but we were both wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody yeah. picked the Bengals to go Nobody there. Nobody picked the Bengals to go there for. No, nah, I mean, the Bengals came out and played a really good game. You know, the refs were horrible on both sides. Let yes, me say that. The yes. whole and Ramsey. That play. was ridiculous. Aaron ridiculous. Donald was off sides on the, the final sack of the game. Like, the 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 refing the, um they, they literally gave the Rams two extra opportunities to score on that. What was it? The uh, P.I. and, like, a holding or something in the goal yeah, line. Yeah, and it didn't even happen. They caught
0: a P.I., and it, that wasn't even a P.I. at all. Sure. I think they gave it back to him for that Jalen Ramsey call because that was good. Yeah, it's like, uh, about, we, okay. we, we, owe, we owe you a score here. Here you go. Yeah, so they gave it back to him for that one, and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, But for the Rams, I, do you think this is really going to make any kind of noise around the NFL, like, at all?
1: I think that a couple of teams— I would say in the next like handful of years, should will probably start to implement the the team building style that the Rams mm. did. You know, um, uh, Les Snead, the GM for the Rams. said, Have you seen his shirt that he wore to the Super Bowl? Nobody said fuck them picks. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I think earlier in the season we kind of broke down the style, and I said that like, yeah, the Rams people act like they don't have draft picks. That, mm. That's not true. They they pick on an average of like eight or nine times a draft. and You only get seven draft picks. Mm. They just don't value, you know, the first and second rounders as much as the rest of the league does because they would rather trade it for a proven commodity, which ended up working out very well in their favor this uh, time around. I feel bad for Odell. I do want to throw that. I yep. felt so bad for Odell, too. Like, I was heartbroken because, like, he got the touchdowns. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, he, he was, was tired man was, yeah. was yeah, it's like his whole life, you know, Odell's made for the Super Bowl, like, especially the entertainment value and everything. So him getting hurt. Was fortunate. I was very happy to see that Joe Burrow was able to play. He uh, sprained his MCL. Mm. I was happy to uh, see he was able to play through that because if he would have, if he would have blew out his knee again, and that would have been his good knee, yeah. so he wouldn't have had a good leg. <laughs> <that one. laughs> his both would have been bad. <laughs> Do you think that some more teams are going to start to kind of you know adapt to the Rams? Style? I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's like you said, it's like a good for me. It's a good handful of teams
0: that could actually like make it happen, Uh, not only with picks, but actually, like, you know, they have something to work with already. Mm. Uh, One of those teams, and the only thing I'm kind of hesitant about is really, I don't know if, one of the teams, Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think Mike Tomlin is one of those guys to take a gamble on that, just because, like, he got to the playoffs with, like, half a team. The offense wasn't anything, your defense was everything, and they made it to the playoffs. So... It's like, well, you're going to have to sacrifice something. And I doubt that he wants sacrifice picks that will kind of boost his offense. And it's like, well, to gain what? You know, so, I mean, for the most part, all they really need is a quarterback, you know, but they could use uh, things other place like offensive line a tight end here. You know, so I guess we'll see. That's just
1: one of the top teams I'm thinking of. Uh, I know you said you are thinking about some other teams too, right? Uh, Yeah, I've been thinking about, like, what teams would – want to do that because a lot of teams like I feel like and this is not political I feel like the Steelers are more of a conservative based franchise mm-hmm. they're not really going to go out there and you know make that type of big splash play they they typically haven't you know they they develop in-house through mm-hmm. the draft work their way up hey they, 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 they did a great job of it you know they got hall of famers that they've you know put out in the last 10 years you know that have played for them that have been able to do that but I think a good team that might consider doing something like this would possibly be a team that's just like right there on the edge, or like the Dolphins or the Vikings. You know, they're, they they have a, or the, the Chargers, mm. teams that have already great rosters that are just almost there. I'm with the Chargers because they've been that middle team. I don't want to
0: say middle, they're, they're a high caliber team, but they just underachieve every single time. Yeah, they're like the bottom of the barrel of low caliber teams. Yeah, so or high caliber teams. High caliber teams. So, yeah. Uh, the only thing with the Dolphins because their team is just such in flux right now. Mm-hmm. You know like obviously we had the Ron Flores thing um, and being uh, I say released but fired from from there. And unrightfully so, and then allegations, uh, allegations, the claims he's making against the NFL mm-hmm. and everything. So their team is just such in just high flux, and a lot of most, a lot of moving pieces are going on, and a lot of claims are being made. And so now it's just, I don't think they'll make a move like that anytime soon. It could, it could be to like make a diversion mm-hmm. out of everything, and say like, oh, hey, okay, we're grabbing this guy. Like, uh, I don't know, because I don't think they're gonna make two a starter, but. I don't know what big-name quarterbacks going to be rotating. I
1: mean, the good thing for the Dolphins is they at least have Tua as trade Capital. Now, what he's worth exactly, I'm not sure. I could see him going for a first, but then if they turn around and, you know, it was like, oh, well, we'll give you a, a second and a couple of mid-round picks, and if they took that, I wouldn't be, like, too surprised. I just don't know exactly what the info values Tua as. You know the funniest thing I just thought of when you said that? Mm-hmm who was coach 30. He said, uh, my
0: McDonald's Sprite is worth more than two or something below. Jesus Christ. That was (laughs) sensational.
1: I saw a a, a meme on Twitter that said, um, uh, dude, it It was like something about McDonald's Sprite. Um, He said, that's a hand grenade. Was it that one? No, I saw that one, but it was another one that was like, that thing can like clean the gunk off the engine of <laughs> or something like that. Like, that thing is stupid as shit. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's, uh, what's that product, Goo Gone? You ever used yeah. that before? It's like basically, you know, a liquid, a liquid version of that. But um, you mentioned Brian Flores earlier, and the one thing I, I really wanted to talk about this, and I want to get your perspective on it. Do you think Brian Flores has a chance in court against the NFL? And then let's say even if he did win, what do you think would come of it? Uh, does he have a chance in court? Absolutely not. Um,
0: I think, and not that his claims had, don't have any validity, mm-hmm. but it's hard to be billionaires in court. That's just that's just the truth behind it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. He can come with all the arguments. He has text messages. He has um, other, co- other coaches that might stand with him. Hopefully they do. You know what I mean? I think one coach that can make just uh help him in the biggest way would be Mike Tomlin, but I don't want to say he doesn't have a reason to, but it's almost like at what cost for him. Yeah, you know what it's mean? like
1: he's stepping out of uh, his place to go do that. Yeah, exactly. it, it would be for a greater cause. It would be a, for a greater, greater cause, but yeah. at what cost?
0: You know, so, like, he could end up, I'm going to say, I doubt that Pittsburgh would ever fire him. You know what I mean? But we've seen crazy things happen. For less reasons. You know what I mean? So, um, like, I highly doubt that we we'll we'll ever fire After him. what Mike Tomlin did this season. Yeah, you know, like, if they He's ever. Dragging Big Ben's be sorry ass
1: to the playoffs. That'd be crazy. If he ever gets fired for, like, I, I just don't see what he could be fired for that, like, he, he couldn't overcome. Like, yeah. So he just
0: keeps overcoming. in 15 seasons with no losing season.
1: Yeah. Hey. Even though they went eight. Eight and one or one, whatever. Yeah. Hey. Still uh, winning season. Still still five playoffs. Way. So yeah. Um, but yeah, like Brian
0: was like to answer your question, no, do I think he'll uh win? And but if he does, let's say, what is that game? Honestly, I don't think you'll get anything for He might get a settlement. You know what I mean? Will he get hired by anybody? We're seeing all these other coaching positions get filled up quickly before anything even happens in this case. Mm-hmm. So teams won't be under pressure. So I don't see too much happening,
1: honestly. Yeah, and the only other teams that, um, and throughout this, you know, whole coaching carousel that we went through that hired minority coaches were the Texans, who hired Lovey Smith, which I want to get you thoughts uh, yeah, on that yeah. in a second, and then the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, who's you know multiracial. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what he Me. identifies as. Race ambiguous. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, let's go. Let's touch on this Lovey Smith subject because so my thought and opinion on this situation is. They only did this as a reaction because the Houston Texans names were dropped in this Brian Flores lawsuit. So why would the Texans hire Levy Smith so late in the process after the, you know they already gave multiple interviews to Jonathan Gannon, and the Eagles defensive coordinator or uh, to Josh McCown? They obviously had their candidates that they wanted. They already had Levy Smith in house. Yeah. He was a defensive coordinator last season. You would have gave him that interview way Way earlier in the process. Yeah, like, I just feel like they did that as a way of, you know, kind of, you know, trying to clear up their name for uh, what they got uh, going on. Because, like I said, they're – the Houston Texans were one of, like, basically every team in the league besides, like, a couple where where name dropped. Yeah, so – Man, the whole Lovey
0: Smith hire, like you said, um, I actually didn't think about how you exactly said it, but that's a great point. Um, he was already in-house, so you would definitely just give that interview to him a lot early in the process, especially if you knew you were going to fire David Cully. Mm-hmm. So that didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense also because, like I said, they were definitely just trying to save face. Because if you were going to hire him, well, if you knew you were going to get uh, get rid of David cully and hire Lovey Smith, who's your D.C., he was doing a a good, moderately good job as a DC. To me, I think his play calling was just fine. His talent pool was just low. Exactly. I mean, so I can't. You he play, overcame. He overcame. Just you know as what I mean? they David soon, Culley did. It, it, they did the same job. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And granted, they say David Culley was an assistant head coach. That kind of they tried to say that qualified him to become a head coach because like he's already semi in that position.
1: Uh, I mean, when you still haven't held a coordinator job like exactly, you can be an assistant coach as a a tight ends coach, but you're still not calling and overseeing the whole offense. Exactly. I forgot who I was talking to about this. I said that I don't know how it works in uh,
0: in the NFL, but in college, in high school, like the assistant head coach is your rah-rah guy. Like, he's not going to run in any OC meeting or DC meeting and change something. Like, that's not his role. Um, I remember back when I was at Lamar, our uh, assistant head coach at DC, he he also had an assistant, like an assistant DC, which was kind of a weird setup. But he wasn't going to go into the OC's meeting and change something about the offense or bench somebody or do anything like that. That was a head coach's... Yeah, That's some, That's a power only the head coach had. Mm-hmm. Not an assistant head coach or anything like that. So, in the NFL, it's like, especially when he got hired, I remember, um, I forgot, what's the uh, GM's name? Um, Cresario said, like, hey, you can look at this guy. Watch him smile, man. You can't help but like this guy. He didn't say anything about his coaching ability. Just say, oh, he's a likable guy. He's a high-character guy. Exactly. <laughs> so, man, you know, like... It was like, what did you hire him for? I mean, I, personally, I thought he was qualified.
1: You know, I wanted him to do well. I don't wish anything bad upon his career or anything like that. But, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that is one thing that, you know, us in the break room, we were right about at the beginning of the season. We knew that David Cully was going to be a scapegoat. Yeah. And, you know, that that, that kind of also goes into a little bit more about what Brian Flores. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, a little uh, piece of this article here from uh, Harvard Law. And they went ahead and said that the Dolphins recently – fired Flores despite having a strong record and two years left on his contract. Other people have covered often given what they call sham interviews to satisfy the NFL's Rooney rule, which requires the consideration of underrepresented minority candidates for leadership positions such as head coaches and coordinators. Uh, So this happened to Brian Flores twice, he claims. And when he was interviewed for a head coaching job with the Giants just last month, they pulled the same kind of thing on them. They already had Brian DeBall as going to be their guy, mm. but they didn't announce it yet because they hadn't met the qualifications to meet the Rooney rule, and then that's when the whole thing with Bill Belichick came out, yeah. trying to congratulate him when he texted the wrong Brian, meant to text DeBall, texted Flores, oh, congratulations on getting the job. Coach, my interview isn't till you know later this week. So that came the whole thing, and then uh, Flores also claims that the Denver Broncos essentially did the same thing to him in 2019 and they were very disinterested John Elway and them didn't really give him the time of day and they just it was a a sham interview is what Mm. he calls it and then to add on top of all these other allegations he's also claiming that the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered to pay him a hundred thousand dollars to throw games yeah he's got a case so I I agree with you that it's hard to beat billionaires in court I feel like morally, he is absolutely correct. Like, morally I, he's I, right. I side with him. Do I think this will go in his favor or in his liking? Probably not. Just because of the um, type of world we live in, unfortunately. Mm. And
0: to add on to that, it's like, well, another claim, like, even just outside of it racially, people always say, well, they're threatening the integrity of the game. You know, the owner, you know, you're threatening the competition things like that, which is like the biggest infringement is something like baseball had to deal with years ago, like heavily. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, well, we'll see what kind of repercussions come from this. Do I think it's going to be any, a lot? Do I think the owner's going to be removed or forced to sell?
1: No. Yeah. This isn't the NBA. No. If it was the NBA, then it'd be different. Yeah. This wouldn't even go to court. Owners would be just exiled out the league. The shield never loses.
0: Like (laughs) that's just something that just doesn't happen. Uh, if if an owner like what was it Dan Snyder, that's the uh, uh, owner for the Washington uh yes, Commanders. Mm-hmm. If some if an owner like that, good job, can stick saying around, the Commanders. I, I would have dropped the ball now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Washington Commanders can stick around with mm-hmm. all his allegations of from what taking pictures of cheerleaders to escorting sexual assault to racism to all, uh, just all negligence. These,
1: all that. and, and the, the negligence of the the freaking uh, the field too. Oh yeah, it, all that. And the stands. Man. People almost falling on Jalen Hurts.
0: Possibly, maybe the worst team owner in sports. Like, he's, oh, he's, oh, bro, he's
1: got to be. He hands out back. contracts. Like top, three. like top three. The facilities are horrible. They can't win. Do they even make money? Yeah. I mean, maybe since they got to drop yeah. all this new merch, you know, yeah. they had two years of the football team. You know, everybody got to go buy some some Commanders merch.
0: <laughs> yeah, they ha- yeah, have to. Now he's gonna make man. So only like, that, is allowed to stick around. So. I don't see much happening with this, unfortunately. But will he have the more victory? Sure. Sure. I think a lot of people side with him. But as
1: far as him gaining anything. Yeah. It's like, it, well, 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 what, what is he going to gain from that? I, I hope that they change. They need, they need to make a they, – they, they need to adapt to, you know, today's world. I feel like that Rooney rule is so um, – What's the term um, where you gotta hire um, like a minority because? You know what I'm talking about, bro. I do. I uh, do. Anyway, but whatever that term, bro, that's going to bother me. Whatever that term is. So it's just that. Like, today, nowadays, it's like, I feel like as a society, we've kind of moved on from that. And it's more about just, like, are you qualified? Look at everybody with the equal light. You know, put a, put a curtain in front of everybody and hmm. just look at their qualifications. I feel like that's kind of more what it is now. I feel like they need to adapt the, the Rooney rule a little bit. Yeah, they do. Um, it's just but you know what I think it might be? I think it might be the people who
0: set the rules, when I say the people, the people in the NFL are. Things like that, yeah. They know these owners personally, and so they know what they kind of like, what they might be like pers- personally. Now, nah, this is all kind of speculation, this is me in my own mind, mm. but uh, this a, but from based off what we're seeing with Brian Flores and some of these things, it's like they kind of t- uh to the Rooney Rule and its inception and everything. It's like, well. I forgot how long has it been around, like twelve to nineteen years or something like that, eighteen years. And we only have one blackhead coach. Mike Tomlin, who might who's gonna be remembered as one of the greatest coaches ever, but just one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's not doing any it hasn't it hasn't worked. Yeah, un, un, unfortunately it definitely has not. And uh, some other things haven't worked for some players in the league. And we're going to come back to a segment that we haven't haven't touched on in a couple weeks, but we're bringing it back. Let's hop on the bus bus. We got some uh, some new additions. So overall, so far, we have Alex Leatherwood. We have Jalen Rager. We have C.J. Henderson. It's time to add three more. Okay, okay. We got two more Raiders coming onto the list, and we're going to start off with Damon Arnett, the 19th pick, 2020 draft, first round corner from Ohio State, was overdrafted to begin with, wasn't a first round guy. But his problem has not just been the fact that he can't, you know, guard, you know, a spoon if you put it on the field. (laughs) But anywho, This dude literally is getting into trouble constantly, posting pictures and videos on on social media with his gun, you know, making threats to people, pulling his gun out on people. Like he's just, you know, the NFL, Life, you know, is different than, than the life he must be used to. He's having a hard time adapting. The Raiders already, you know, kind of moved off of him, and it's, it's, just it's not, not looking good early. Like yeah. He was just drafted in 2020, and he, he's going to be, you know, the the youngest guy that we're adding to the bus this time. Um, his teammate, fourth overall pick from 2019, good old Cleland Furrow. This dude, Cleland Furrow, was maybe a late first-rounder at best. And Mike Mayock and John Gruden were like, you know what? This guy, this is a high-character guy. This is my guy. <laughs> he, he, he's a leader. Let's draft him fourth overall. Oof. Yeah, Um. so his rookie season, he had a, a 62 grade. Next season, you know, second year, he had a 76 grade. It's like, okay. Got and better. he finished with a 44 grade this season. You what? My man's has three sacks this season. His, his highest is five in his rookie year. He got 10 pressures this season. Dude is literally out there putting up rotational numbers and I, he's mm-hmm. playing rotational snaps because he's not good <laughs> like I get that he's, he's in this position because he was overdrafted anyway but when you're the fourth pick you've you, you, yeah, you you got you to be productive 10 sacks throughout three seasons I mean you're you're not bringing anything to the table and alright well what about you know him in the run game 36th grade this season even worse so he's not getting to the quarterback. He's not stopping the run. He's just literally out there just getting moved. I hate to do it. He's not putting up a fight. No, 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 not not at all. He is just you know how it is in the trenches when you just get your ass whooped every play. I'm not saying that you you you've no, got no, to you play, but
0: that's got to be frustrating. It's awful. <laughs> it's, it looks horrible on film. There's nothing worse than being moved, like
1: being big and just looking sloppy on the field. It's just like, damn, bro, are you even an athlete? And somebody else that I'm adding to the bus bus who is very athletic, 4'5 type guy, linebacker, 6'5", 250, athletic profile, perfect. On the field production, trash. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds. And I really, really liked him coming out of Virginia Tech. But this dude was supposed to be a coverage linebacker. You know, 6'5", 4'5". You got the size and the speed and the range to cover. 37.5 PFF grade for the season on coverage. Getting done in This this dude gave up 535 yards in coverage as a linebacker. 81% of the passes thrown his way were caught. Okay. So, So he can't get it done, you know, in the passing game. All right. What about in the running game? 69 grade finished with a just a fifty grade for the season. Now, okay, that's just this year. Let's look at his career. Rookie year, 57 grade. 2019, 60. Oh, some, some progression. Next year, 47, this year 50. It it is not working out very well. It he is not the same type of guy. His his skill set hasn't translated. And unfortunately like and it's never too I'm I'm gonna make this clear again. I'm said this every time we talk about it on this segment, just cause you're on the bus now doesn't mean you're you're going to the barn. Oh, you man. can always hop off. But right now, these three guys trending absolutely in the wrong direction. A lot of um negative attention up on their names due to their, you know, draft stock being where it was when they were picked. So that wraps up the bus bus, and that'll wrap up our first segment here. We're done talking about the NFL. We got some fun things coming up this weekend, an NBA all star game coming up. We're gonna go ahead and preview that after hey, this break. I will be right back.
0: In the break room, man. And I forgot to mention, follow us on the break room HOU on Twitter and the on Instagram and the Break room Podcast One on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, man, uh, appreciate it, appreciate all the follows. Uh interact with us, man. We're gonna be having some posts and all that. So, yeah, keep seeing the polls, like them, retweet, like them, share them on your story. Do what you can, and so yeah, man, we interact and get a conversation going and all that. So, yeah, moving on, man. Like I said. Last segment, Evan just said. Also, uh, weekend is coming up with the NBA.
1: Everyone get this affirmative season.
0: action. Hey, yo, what the fuck?
1: That's what it is. What I just Googled it. Affirmative action. My bad. I know I'm like a whole 10 minutes late. Uh, no, you, you good? You good? You good? Affirmative action. Okay, affirmative action. There we
0: go. I feel better. <laughs> okay, so. i man, I got to sneeze.
1: Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to sneeze. Got to yeah, sneeze. Yeah, you good. Alright, so yeah, like. All-star game coming up this weekend. Take a look at these rosters real quick. Cause can we talk about the actual draft real quick for for like one second? The fact that KD left James Harden down to the last pick. And bro, LeBron, like he's cheesing hard in this picture, but he was even cheesing harder on camera. That was funny. But um, yeah, so you know, we got team LeBron versus Team KD. The starters for KD. We're gonna have Joel and B. John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and Trey Young. Starters for LeBron, you got Bron, Jokic, DeMar DeRozan, Steph Curry, and Giannis. Just taking a look at the starting fives, who do you think has the advantage?
0: Man, starting fives, I'm probably going to go with... Uh,
1: I might have to just go with LeBron. I'm going to have to go with LeBron for the starting five. Yeah, same. I mean, the big mover for me is basically DeMar DeRozan over Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I, I mean, Joker and Embiid, those are two of the best bigs in the league. You know, Jason Tatum and LeBron, you know, obviously LeBron. And then, you know, Trey Young and Steph is closer than you probably would want it to be, but, you know, still Steph. So, I, I think that their um, starting five for the Bronze team Probably going to be the uh, the more dominant starting lineup. But, I mean, we're going to go through and run through the bronze reserves real quick as well. We got Jared Allen, Jimmy Butler, Luca, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Freddie Van Fleet. And then coming off the bench for Team Durant, we're going to have LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, Cat, and then Draymond. Overall... I'm, I'm I'm excited. There, there's there's a couple of names that I'm really excited to see how they how they perform with, mm-hmm. with the rest of the, the 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 pack. You know the the elite guys, and starting off with the I want to see Lamelo Ball. I want to see him against the best. I mean, I know it's going to be an all-star What's game, like and this is the type of thing. He, he thrives in these type of AAU-style environments. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him, So I feel like this will be a great time for him. I'm very happy that Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are both in there. They have been balling out this season, and, I mean, there's a huge reason why they have the first seed. I mean, they're only up a half game over the Heat, but still first seed in the NFC. I mean, excuse me, in the NFC, in the Eastern Conference <laughs> uh, regardless. And then uh, another person I'm really looking forward to see how they, you know, deal with the rest of the pack. Darius Garland. This dude has been, I would say, over-performing. Okay. O- Over-expectations. I feel like, you know, nobody really expected much from the Cavs or much from uh, Garland. You know, I feel like everybody thought he was going to be a Colin Sexton-led team, but they got their issues with that. So, Darius Garland, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how he does with the rest of the pack. I'll be honest, man. Uh,
0: when I heard about Darius Garland on uh, the Cavs, I was like, yeah, it's the Cavs. But uh, for him to make the All-Star team, it's... That's really saying something uh, in a place like Cleveland, honestly. Who I'm excited to see, I, it'd probably be LaMelo, too, man, honestly. Well, and like I say, first time there. All the other guys are really proven. Um, I'm really, and I'm a Jimmy Butler guy. I always love to see Jimmy Butler play. The boy Jimmy Buckets. Hey, man, and granted, it's not like a – I wish it was – Hopefully it's like last year or the year before last When they kind of got serious towards the end I love to see Jimmy Butler in those types of moments You know what I mean? When it's like, it's game time When he's a bucket It's like, it's, everybody needs to buckle in and get ready You know what I mean? So I love Jimmy Butler in those types of moments Hopefully we get that But, you know, it's also weekend, So we'll just see
1: Yeah, a couple of the uh, first-time uh, appearances Are going to be Fred Van Fleet DeJounte Murray Darius Garland And then Jared Allen in the middle of ball. And Andrew Wiggins. That's crazy. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew, oh, and jaw. And jaw. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, Andrew Wiggins. That's his first yeah, 2015 rookie of the year. Finally making his first All Star game. Hey. Yeah, yeah, better yeah. like the never, man. It only took 18 and 4 for him to get there. Hey. <laughs> but uh, let, let's take a little quick little rundown at what we got going on. Because, um, like I said, All Star game this weekend. We're mm-hmm. recording this here in midweek. Looking at the Eastern Conference. We got the Bulls, Heat. And the Bucks at your top three seeds. And then the Cavs right there, two and a half games out of first place, right at the four seeds, 76ers getting, um, finally, the trade happened. Ben Simmons is gone. Yeah, James Harden coming in. He hasn't yet to play for them yet, but they're sitting there at the fifth seed. Celtics at six, Raptors at seven. And then at eight, we have the Brooklyn Nets taking a peek at the Western Conference. Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies. Jazz and Mavs will be your top five. At six, you're going to have the Nuggets, seven, the Timberwolves, and then at eight, the Clippers. And then right there, just, just the game behind, right at nine, is the Los Angeles Lakers. So looking at the Western Conference, what what team, when you look at these lineups, uh, surprises you the most? Excuse me, the rankings. Rankings? Um, I guess one thing that might surprise me, and it's like,
0: I guess it's not really too, too bad. Um, The Nuggets being at six and the Mavs being at five, I would have thought the Mavs would have probably been somewhere around six or seven and the Nuggets higher than what that, but like I say, those positions are somewhat interchangeable. They only separated by like a handful of games, like one or two, three games, you know, so it's eh, it's not that bad. But for the most part, that's really about it. The Clippers and the Lakers is just uh, What the what hell What you know I mean like what so and when the whole rust trade happened, you know, the whole thing was that, you know, they're an old team, they don't have enough youth in their squad, they don't have enough horses. And so we're seeing that they can't keep up, they can't keep pace. They have great players, yeah. you know what I mean, who can get a bucket, but at the same time, the attrition of running up and down the court, playing late, you know what I mean? They got all these guys. More so to rest LeBron for when you need him, but he has to come and play every minute because yep. teams forget how to play basketball when he's not on
1: the court. So yeah, so they forget that, and, you know. I as if they never would have made it to the league if LeBron wasn't their teammate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, it's like they look like children who lost their
0: dad when he's not on the court. You know what I mean? So you know, yeah. I, but it is what it is. The Clippers
1: themselves, hey, they're at eight. I expect more. Um, Two games below five hundred. Just yeah, I mean. It, LA, the LA? standard, I feel like, has just fallen off yeah. a little bit for, for, for these L.A. teams. I mean, the, the Rams might be the, all they get this
0: season. Like, really? I mean, it's like this sports cycle. Eh, I mean, the, the, the Dodgers might do something for them. <laughs> the Dodgers might do something, too. Definitely won't be the uh, Angels. <laughs> do you, hey, you think they make the, uh, the Giddy? The, the Angels? I said definitely won't be the okay, Angels. Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. Angels are boo-boo. Okay. <laughs> you mean Dodgers make the World Series
1: they could they, okay. they they easily could bro okay and, the, and then they'd be making a lot of trades too mm. so yeah we'll, we'll worry right. about the be when we get a little bit closer to that yeah yeah so
0: um, well yeah think I said the Mavs Nuggets and the Timberwolves but they're interchangeable by like a handful of games um, the Clippers and the Lakers they kind of just continue the same story they've had since the beginning of the season Inconsistent. Mm. Um, not being teams that like we expect them to be, and really just not finishing against, not being competitive. Some games I so can't just, stand
1: when teams play to their competition. <laughs> mm. It just bothers me. It's like, bro, like you just don't want to be great. You sound like you have a coaching eye. Like that's that's one thing coaches hate. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, I I, I I I I might have a little bit of that uh that that coaching uh coaching in my home. DNA. You know, a little, little, little bit of Coach Thirty in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, um, what do you think about... One thing I did want to ask you about that
0: trade, when Ben Simmons moving to uh, the Nets and uh, James moving to the 76ers, mm-hmm. and did he say, like, this was his plan it was to
1: get to Philly the whole entire time? Yeah, he said Philly was, you know, his top destination. You know, what, just what, just press conference People talk. get a mic and just say anything. Like, I don't know what... You know, I, but regardless of how, how, you know, we feel about his comments, on the floor-wise, I think... The fact that the, the the shooting for the the the, the nets, bro, like, oh, it's ridiculous, bro. They 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 got st- like the fact that Philly did not get a shooter in return, and now they have Curry. Oh, so like it's dumb. Like it's yeah, bro. Like when Joe Harris comes back, and when when KD comes back, and and when Kyrie can play, that's gonna be. That's going to be a nice team. You don't. It doesn't even matter. Like Ben can shrink the floor with his. You know, that's
0: fine. Shooting, they have enough shooting. Them. They exactly. have enough.
1: Yeah. So I, I, overall, I think both teams got what they wanted out of it. They got you know their disgruntled stars up out of there. Fresh mm. new start. Hey, Nets sitting in the eighth seed right now. Who do you? I mean, what do you consider
0: more of a disgruntled? James or Kyrie, or more of an issue, mm. a team issue. Mm. Cause that was hard for me to see. It was like I That's see why a you great want. question. Cause I see why you want James out of there, but at the same time, Kyrie is only there for half the time.
1: It's like <sighs> barely, not even half the time at this point. I mean, James Harden has forced his way off of you know three teams now. When you start to get a little bit of um, uh, like continuity between this behind those types of things it makes you think that like okay maybe maybe he might be more of a problem than you know the you know national media wants to give him you know a credit for but Kyrie making the conscious decision to like just continue to do what he does just he just doesn't care about playing basketball as much and and that's perfectly fine like that's that's cool but I I I, they're both disgruntled in a way but I would say James Harden is slightly more of a um uh, of of a problem because James Harden will quit on you. Kyrie won't even go out on the floor. But James will go out on the floor and just give you, like... And not play. Yeah, exactly. I rather you just not be there. Okay. That makes sense. Makes sense. I can deal with that. But, um, real quick, just uh, taking a peek at the Eastern Conference. Um, one team that's kind of surprised me that's, you know, in a bad way has been the Hawks. I, I really expected more from them after the postseason push they made last season. Two games under five hundred, sitting at the 10th seed right now. <laughs> Not exactly what I uh, expected from uh, Ice Trey. Yeah, man. The way he was going off in the playoffs this last yeah, man. Yeah, I understand that, you know, they, they, they overachieved last year mm-hmm. by doing so. But seeing them, you know, compete with the 76ers and everything, I just, you know, 76ers are... Fifth seed and you know they're at the 10th seed. it just doesn't you know they're they're in the play in yeah. right now technically, but you know you really want to be in those you know top six seeds. To make a weak comparison for those of you who live under a rock and you didn't
0: watch the NBA playoffs last year, the Hawks did something to where like the Bengals did this season. They said they just didn't go to the finals. They made such a deep. Every team they played against in the
1: playoffs, people thought they were going to lose to, but they made it until you know they hey, didn't overcoming. We were in for some underdogs out here. It, it, it is time for the underdog. They, the Philadelphia Eagles, once we won that Super Bowl, we just took we, we 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 set in the the underdog standard for the rest of the world. I mean, <laughs> I'm just you no. Know, <laughs> nah, I mean, underdogs have always a thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's let's shift off the NBA for a second. The Winter Olympics are going on right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't yeah. watched too much of them, mostly because they're just like at random times throughout the day mm. because the freaking Olympics are in China. Yeah, but um. I watch them. That's pretty good. I mean, I've never like been super into like obviously winter
0: sports because you know we live in Texas and I can't do any of them: mm-hmm. snowboarding or um, bobsledding or what's um, some uh, curling and oh, well curling. You got yeah.
1: biathlon, the cross-country skiing, yeah, all those stuff. But it seems like even been doing pretty well. Quick question: what's If you are given from from now to the next Olympics, so you get four years. What sport would you train for to compete in that you feel like you would have the best to medal in? Best chance to medal Curling. Damn, see, that's what I said, too. Yeah, curling. Uh, I, already got, I already got great touch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the rest of them seem like you might just die. Yeah, see, I don't have the knees for, like, skiing or, like, anything yeah. like that. So that's, like, half the Olympics already just gone. Yeah. Uh, snowboarding? What's the other oh, one? What's the
0: one you ride in, like, a cart? I can't remember what it's called, though. A cart? Yeah, what? it's like you push it, you push
1: it, it's really Bobsledding. That's bobsledding. Yeah. Okay.
0: I forgot what it was called. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe that one. Maybe. See. See that one. I feel like you know it's just like pushing a sled in football. And, they, and, like, like, and then you got it. it, and then you just, yeah. Mm, you kind of mm, got mm. it. You know. See that one would be fun. Yeah. I feel the would be fun. You know. But looking um, at the medal count right now in Norway, absolutely just you know running away with it. Um, first in gold and in overall medal count, they got 14 gold, 29 overall. Second place is going to go to Germany as of now. We, we still gotta go through the rest of the weekend. Yeah. So Germany has ten gold medals, twenty two overall. United States third in the gold medal count, but fourth overall. Twenty-one overall, eight on the golds. But then I, I the the Russian Olympic committee, the fact that Russia got kicked out of Olympics, but then you know they're still allowed to you know create a committee. Yeah. Whatever. They have twenty six overall Five gold, twelve bronze. They 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 are killing the bronze count right mm. there. But um, hey, Sweden right there at fourth, you know, fifteen. But really, it, it seems to be a race right now between uh the Germany, U.S., Norway, and uh, the Russian Olympic Committee. Mm. I think Norway already has a healthy lead. i I know um I know we still have you know about five more days worth of competition, but they got you know. To a and a man and a woman uh, biathlon uh, athletes that already have three golds themselves, mm. so that's that, that is some stellar thing. And then they both got um, bronze and the uh, the team events for that. So Norway looks like you know this is what they do. Mm-hmm. You know it's. Nothing but snow up there When you think of Norway mm-hmm. Or Sweden yeah. Or you know Places like that Switzerland You know mm-hmm. Just mountains this Snow time. This yeah. time. You know I'm a little disappointed In the United States Normally We're, we're, we're normally one or two You know We're mm-hmm. like third or fourth Depending on what perspective Goal count Versus total count mm-hmm. You know it's, it's slightly disappointing For the United States It's like But you know Like I said We still have five days left And
0: um Of competition We can still compete And probably come back With something man You know Go USA
1: Hey You're absolutely right so uh, that's really all we have for that's y'all really today, but don't forget that we have the end zone seven on seven tournament, March yes, 12th sir. and 13th coming up. That one is going to be a great one. We'll be out there live, set it up. right here. you'll see us with the headsets out there doing a podcast, trying to get some more content out there for y'all and really just expose y'all to something new. You know, you, you, y'all like professional sports. You like college sports. Why not figure out who the next people to be up are going to be? Hey, yeah. we'll be there letting y'all know. We'll interview them. We'll get all the information for y'all. One final thing before we get up out of there. Who's hot and who's not? Would you like to go first? Yeah, man, we can go who's hot.
0: Um, And, you know, I saw the who's hot on your list, man. Yes, yes. My my mom, she actually
1: just got married. That's why I put it on there. Yeah. So not only is she one of the greatest um, American... Gymnast. Gymnast. Well, probably one of the greatest gymnasts of all time. time. She just got married, bro. And and she got married to uh, Jonathan... Owens, I can't remember is this his, his last name? Dad? He's a, well, well, forgive me if that's incorrect. Texans, Texans. Yeah, oh, okay. he's a he's a safety for the Texans. So they just got married. Wow, just you know, you just love to see you know young that's love cool. out here in these streets. You know, so put put a smile on her face. So you know, congrats to Simone Biles on getting the ring on her finger. I wish them a beautiful you know. Same here. Uh, wishes what, you will. What do you call it? Like uh, um, marital bliss or yeah, something like yeah, that. They, yeah, yeah, a yeah. phrase. Yeah, you got it. You know, affirmative action, marital bliss. I don't know <laughs> nothing today, but uh, who's not right now? I gotta go with the NFL. Yeah, I, I between the the Brian uh, Flores lawsuit and you know Tom Brady retiring, you got you know just a lot of pieces moving. And then the Pro Bowl was horrible, as it is every year. Yeah, I didn't and watch it just it. makes I didn't watch it either. Mm. I just saw all the highlights. They're literally like I've seen walkthroughs with more energy than that. Yeah definitely yeah so it was real bad Two in touch like people were like Mm -hmm. tapping each other's hips like we're in you know uh, all we're in is you know shells you know basically like we're not even red. so NFL down bad right now they got legal issues they have fan based issues they have player based
0: issues man and Last thing on the Brian Flores thing with the NFL, man, they came out and just said he was flat-out lying about everything. They didn't even say, like, we'll investigate. They just said, yeah, he's lying. Like, yeah, no, you're not that guy. No, nah, you're not. No, nah, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, NFL down bad right now. Probably going to be down bad for a little while. But granted, they're not going to take a loss for it. That's the crazy thing. The white men run this country. Rich, hey. rich white men. Hey, is <laughs> what it is, you know. So, but hopefully things change. But, hey, man, that's been all for this episode. Trinta e nueve. 30. So, man, that's been all for the Breakroom uh, podcast on this episode. Follow us on the Breakroom HOU on Twitter and the Breakroom Podcast on Instagram and the Breakroom Podcast One on Facebook, man. Thank you for tuning in live with us on Instagram and Facebook, man. We really appreciate it. Sorry for the hiatus, but we will be back again next week. Yes, we will. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Evan Schumart TV. Oh yeah, follow me at Evan Schumard TV and three dot last underscore King for me on Twitter and. I forgot the Instagram, but whatever, it's something to there. But yeah, y'all take it easy, man. That's
1: nigga, me go for anybody. Anyway, anyway. I'm a rich blood, by the way, and i have having swag. Roll it all like a tape. Fit scared, yeah, I got these bitches on the bait. Don't wanna talk, man. They say I need some space. Damn.